1: Good morning. Good morning, everybody.
2: Welcome to Autism Live and to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I'm Shannon.
1: And I'm Nancy. <laughs>
2: How about that? Uh, so thrilled to be here with you guys this morning live on this Friday the 13th. Oh, is
1: it Friday the 13th? I didn't realize that. It
2: is. Friday the 13th. So uh, like like the world isn't strange enough, we're, we're looking to see what else is strange this morning. Uh, but, uh, want to say good morning to everybody. We're saying hello to Michelle and to Joel. Joel, Joel got some honorable
1: mention. Uh,
2: from the real poet's Olympic standard of rap music. Uh, that's wonderful. That's, that's absolutely fabulous. And we're saying good morning to Michelle. Yeah. and thrilled that you guys are here. I don't know if you noticed that we have a new opener as the show gets ready to start for a minute before the show starts. Very nice have, music. And can I tell you that the music is the funnest part of it because that music was created by Spectrum Laboratories. It was, and we commissioned them to do it. They got paid very, to do it.
1: Wow, uh, very cool.
2: So uh, young teens and adults on the spectrum who created that music. We absolutely love Spectrum Laboratory. And we love the participants there and love the music that they made for us. It was really, um, we've got, they created several different pieces that you guys will see us unveiling as the show continues on. So really excited about that. Nancy, you, you had a big birthday at your house this week.
1: Yes. Wyatt turned 19.
2: That I just like, where does the
1: time go? I don't know. Where does the time go? It goes by so fast, Shannon.
2: When we met, we still considered our boys to be little boys for yeah. a hot second. Yeah. And then we couldn't say they were little boys anymore. Then they were boys. Then we couldn't right. even say boys anymore. They were teenagers. And, Another you know, 19, men. 19, there's uh, that's all man. So, so, yeah. so uh, tell him we said happy birthday and we're sorry that we didn't get to be there with you guys. Uh, but we look forward to getting to be with you again.
1: Okay. Sounds great.
2: Now, we've got a great guest who's going to be joining us in just about 17 minutes here. Um, Kristen Roth from Autism Society of America, who's been with us before on the show, is going to be joining us to talk about a wide variety of topics, not the least of which is how we all cope with COVID and how Autism Society of America is helping um, folks on the spectrum and caregivers for folks on the spectrum, uh, to be able to get through this. So I can't wait to hear yeah, about that. We all need, we
1: all need uh, to hear about that.
2: Yeah. And that, and a bunch of other things as well. So we're excited to welcome her back to the show. Hey, I want to remind all of you Some of you are already writing in, and um, we're thrilled that you're writing in. But for those of you who don't know how to do that, this show is meant to be interactive. We want to hear your thoughts, feelings, questions, and concerns. There are a lot of ways to participate. We are live right now on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope, on all four of those. And you can write in directly in those platforms, and it will show up here on our screen So uh, please feel free to do that. That's all free. Now, the left side of the column that Traven is showing you are all the places that we are a free podcast. So iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Ghana, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, and Deezer, plus more. We just can't fit them on the page anymore. So if you're looking to listen or watch Um, And some of these, like iTunes, you get your choice. Do you want to listen and watch, or do you just want to listen and go on a hike and take Autism Live with you? You can. Um, But we're all those places. If you listen to podcasts and are not seeing our podcast where you are, please let us know. We'd be happy to look and see if that's someplace that we can be in the future. So Nancy, before our guest, we've got some news today. We've got some Um, great
1: news stories for you.
2: Yeah. And I, most of them are, you know, um, I try to keep it on the, the happier side. Uh, right. So anyway, uh, the first one, this is a story that we have covered before in the past. Uh, a, a story that's been in the news and been a heartbreak for a lot of us, a young man on the autism spectrum who caused a car accident. There's no doubt about that. He caused a car accident and injured two people pretty significantly. Yes, one
1: injured people is has ended up being paralyzed.
2: Yes, I mean, this is nothing to sneeze at.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, a serious accident.
2: Yes, a very serious accident. And he was put in jail um, for this with a 10 year sentence. Now, the thing that has been so difficult for so many of us is that the reason why he was in jail was for man, it was, it wasn't, there were different, there are different things that you can convict someone of, but he got convicted of deliberately causing the accident because they said he was trying to commit suicide. Right. And, and what they were basing that on was that when the police questioned him afterwards, one of the questions they asked him was, were you trying to kill yourself? To which he responded, yes. And then they said, well, then you need to sign this piece of paper that you're guilty of this. He did, and then went to jail for 10 years. And of course, his mother has been the hugest champion of trying to get the word out. Because you and I know, Nancy, that that's not the right way to ask a question of someone who's on the autism spectrum. Right. Exactly. It just, you know, even if it's somebody who's fairly high functioning and has language, this is the, not the way that we would ask that question. And in fact, when asked the question in a different way, he did not, he, you know, when someone is asking a yes or no question um, for people who are on the autism spectrum, you may or may not get to what you're really trying to get to. And when asked the question of, you know, uh, that was in such a way that he would have to say, I was trying to um, kill myself, he, he was like, no, 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 that's not what I was trying to do. I, I'll tell you every time we've talked about this story, Nancy, it's, it's reminded me when my dad had a stroke Uh and he didn't have the ability to speak. And I went with him to a doctor's appointment and the doctor said to him, now, Norman, how are you feeling? And, and my dad said, good, good. And he said, you know, so you're ready to go back to work. And my dad said, yep. And, and he asked another question and my dad said, yes. And he said, do you think you can handle the stress? Yes. Um, absolutely. You know, all these yes, yes, yes questions. And he said, great. And he was filling out the paperwork to send my dad back to work. And I said, hold the phone one second. And my dad had, you know, a huge loss of language. With uh-huh. his and I said to, I said, let's ask him a different question. I said, dad, can you explain to the doctor what you do for a living? My father was a technical director for television, right? Very complex job. And my dad looked and he, you know, he got this look on his face and he said, um, the thing, the, the hooji, uh, and then, and, and, you know, and it was just heartbreaking to watch that he could not, he could not express, he couldn't remember, he couldn't, he didn't know what he did for a living. And, and the doctor was like, oh, and then he started asking different questions sometimes it's about the question we ask. So this young man has been sitting in jail for two years. Right. And the mom has been fighting. And finally, we're seeing a little bit of uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes.
1: Do you want to tell them the good news? Yes. Uh, The governor of Virginia has granted him a conditional pardon. Um, And so we want to stress that it is conditional there were, there were, um, there were terms of this pardon that he has to abide by.
2: Yes, absolutely. And so, and he's not going to get out immediately. Um, He won't get out until the spring, but when he gets out there, you know, there are certain things that he has to abide by um, that you know, are, are pretty stringent. And one of them is, is that he can no longer drive a car.
1: Right.
2: I know that they reached out to the couple that he injured. And obviously the, the gentleman that he injured is not able to speak. And, and the wife is decimated. I mean, she's absolutely decimated mm-hmm. and said that, you know, he's a mere shell of who he was before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just, my heart goes completely out to them. And it's I know. A very
1: tragic story all the so way. So
2: tragic so tragic all the way around. And the mother of the young man who was in prison for this has said many times, you know, how sorry she is for the family. It's no one is saying that this wasn't uh, a horrible, horrible thing, but the, the wife did express when asked by one person about this, she said, well, you know um, he shouldn't ever drive again. And, right. and, and they did include that in the conditions that he is not able to drive, but he's also going to have to, demonstrate that um, he is is not going to do this kind of thing again. They put in provisions to do that. And should anything happen, then he will have to go right back into jail. So, um, you know, a, a horrible story, but at least we're, we're seeing that we're starting to get at what really needs to happen. Um, and having this young man, um, not understand the questions. I think we just need to be fair always. Right. And and the fact mm-hmm. remains that even, you know, it's a horrible thing that happened. He is taking responsibility. His family is taking responsibility, but the thing he was charged with, um, would not have, would not have been what he was charged with had he been able to fully communicate. So mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, really, really tough story, but at least we're moving in the right direction. I think now, I think Nancy, think. um, Let's talk a little bit about this young man who uh, has been taking trips to the post office. I'm going to restart my camera. Hang
1: on you guys. Okay. You go right ahead. Okay. This is a wonderful story out of Canada um, about a teen with autism who lost his motivation for his daily walks to the post office. And so his mom started a social media campaign and he's been getting so many letters and gifts and we want to say this young man lost seventy five pounds, uh, and the walking was a big part of that. And so yeah. um, he he came in and didn't see any letters, and so she just went on Facebook and said, "Hey, can can you send him some mail?" And the outpouring of support has been unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I just want to say this is this is such a great example of ABA because we do things because there's a reinforcer. This is what ABA says. Really? ABA says when we do things repeatedly it's because we're getting some sort of a paycheck. So mm-hmm. earlier this year he had a birthday and there was something else that came he up. He graduated
1: in- from high school, he completed high school.
2: And and as a result of that he was getting mail. They they wanted him to be working out his um the, the one of the people that works with him was having him walk to the post office and, you know, and he was getting all this benefit from Mm -hmm. it. Now for some people, the benefit would be, Oh, I love the fresh air. And for some people it would be, I lost 75 pounds, but it was clearly, it's not a reinforcer unless it's maintaining the behavior. And it became clear that what was maintaining the behavior of him walking to the post office was the excitement of sometimes I get mail. But then there was a long stretch where there was no mail. And now there's tons of mail. And we want to. We do have the address here. And um, oh, mom, had, mom had posted on Facebook that it was okay to share. Normally, I would not share anybody's address. Um, but the young man's name is Carson Swayze. And that's spelled S-W-A-Z-E-Y. And again, mom said that it was... Fine to share. So the it's P O box. I would never share it if it was a house address either, right? right? But it's P O Box 871 871. And that's Coal Dale, spelled C-O-A-L-D-A-L-E, Alberta. And then the the postal code that you need to use is T as in Tom 1 M as in Mary Space 1 m as in mary seven so again that's t1m1m7 p.o box 871 coldale alberta um he does not read um so you know he loves uh shiny things and he loves pictures and he is trying to respond bless his heart to each one of the things I should, I would tell you don't count on responses because that might take him 10 years. Um,
1: so and, Christmas too, Christmas, swimming, and yep. snow.
2: Yes. So you can maybe send him a, have one of your kiddos, draw him uh, no, it's in Canada. Um, people are asking if it's in the UK it's in Canada. So, um, have, have one of your kiddos just draw him a picture and pop it in an envelope. And, uh, you'll make his day. And then who knows, maybe eventually at some point your kiddo might get a picture back from him, which is kind of lovely, right? I wish we had more of that happening in the world, but I love that his, his mom spoke up and said, um, and that he's just over the moon and happy to do his walk again. Why? Because that's what's reinforcing to him getting mail. So absolutely wonderful. I just, just, just love it. Okay. We have one more story and I've, I thought of you, Nancy. I just thought this was so luscious. Uh, For the first time in the 49-year history of the triathlon, there is a wonderful, talented athlete who happens to have Down syndrome who has completed the triathlete. And
1: not only completed a triathlon, because there's a distinction here. He's done the Ironman triathlon, which is the big daddy of all the triathlons. I used to do the international distance triathlons when I was a lot younger. And let me tell you, those were hard, but this one is, um, swimming for 2.4 miles, cycling for 112 miles, and then a full 26.2 mile marathon. Amazing. Absolutely
2: amazing. And I love, there's a great picture of him and all the social media where he's standing there and he looks like an iron man. And, um, I, I at least one of the posts that I saw said, this is for every parent who has ever experienced that moment where you sat across the table and heard for the first time that your child uh, has down syndrome. And you were in the first things that came to your mouth, you know, to your mind were all the things that they may not be able to do. I want this picture to be in your head um, as you think about this and that." Uh, i don't know i just that just filled me with so much hope and excitement and love because i i love when we look at what our kids can do instead of what they might not be able to do and i know that uh down syndrome is something that's very near and dear to your heart
1: yes i had a brother with down syndrome
2: yeah um so i you know i i love that uh oh you want carson's address again yes let me find it for you because i Pardon the sh- paper shuffling. Okay, you ready? So it's Carson Swayze, and he spells it S-W-A-Z-E-Y, and it's P.O. Box eight seven one Coaldale, and so that spell it's all one word C-O-A-L-D-A-L-E, Alberta, and that is Canada. And the postal code is T as in Tom, 1, M as in Mary. Then there's a space, 1, M as in Mary again, and the number 7. So P.O. Box 871, Coldale, Alberta, T1M1M7. And again, we're only giving that out because mom said on Facebook that, any, that anybody could share. Um, so please send only nice things. I'm losing my earbuds. Um, he does not read. So, you know, you don't need to send big, long letters, send him a picture. Um, he likes shiny things. He likes Christmas and snow. So I'm suggesting anybody who wants to have your kiddo draw a picture and send it to him. And, um, I, I'm, I'm, we we've seen pictures that he's just loving getting the mail. Everybody needs the reinforcer. Yes. Okay. So, um, I got to say, we're really excited to welcome back to the show wonderful guest that uh, we've had before. Uh, Kristen Roth is joining us. She is the chief uh, media officer, I believe is what her title is. We're gonna marketing have
1: officer. She's the marketing chief marketing officer. officer. Yeah.
2: And she's stunningly beautiful, as she you can is. see. Uh, so, Kristen, welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, Kristen. Thank you for having me. It's so good to see you both. So So good to have you here. Let's
2: start with what is your title since I just slaughtered and murdered it. It is
0: Chief Marketing Officer.
2: Okay. And what does that mean?
0: So I oversee marketing and communication efforts for Autism Society of America and also support our affiliate network.
2: And this... This is just uh, one of many things that you have done. You've been very involved in the autism community. Can you take just a second and talk about why this is important to you?
0: Sure. So um, my younger brother is autistic. And so I've grown up in this space always being a volunteer or in some of the um, nonprofit programs that we grew up doing together. And as I got older, I just always wanted to give back in some capacity. So I started my own nonprofit called Make Waves, which focuses on supporting um, adults with autism and primarily focuses on replicable housing and employment solutions. Wow. And, uh, what a great yes. cost. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. And from there, I was able to connect with some of the other Um, larger nonprofits in the space and through events and networking. And I joined the national board of the Autism Society of America in 2016. And um, about a year and a half ago, I made the jump to come in-house. So I was on the national board for about two years before I took this role um, and and joined the team at at the national office.
2: I always say that I think that siblings of individuals who are differently abled end up being the most amazing people on the face of the earth. And look, I'm sitting with two of them. Uh, So, uh, you know, for those of you who have kiddos, multiple kiddos, and sometimes you're feeling like, okay, a lot of my attention is going to one who maybe needs a little bit extra and you're worried about the others. I I think, you know, it's good to worry about the others. and, And maybe later you guys can talk about things that they can do to help the, the neurotypical siblings. But I just want to point out that the neurotypical siblings look at how great they turn out. Cause you're looking at two of them right there. So, and thank you for being good examples of that ladies. Um, and, and it, look, and they end up being beautiful too. Cause look at, <laughs> it just, just so happens that that's true too. But, um, okay. So we, we wanted to have you on today. It, it's been I think a little over a year since we've had you on and a lot has changed most especially COVID people are out there dealing with a lot of different issues and I know that Autism Society of America has been responsive talk a little to us about um uh and hopefully you're not having are you hearing us okay
1: yeah
2: Okay, so talk to us a little bit about COVID and, and what you're hearing and seeing and what Autism Society of America is up to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's obviously been a wild, what is it, nine months now? Yeah. So I, I'm incredibly proud of our response efforts at Autism Society. We were actually the first national autism organization to really respond to COVID 19 in a truly comprehensive way. Um, by March 20th, we actually launched a digital online toolkit that provides information and resources by topic for the autism community. And um, since that launch, I've been accessed over 125,000 times. Um, from there, we've really expanded our efforts. Uh, some of the earlier ones we were we were lucky to collaborate with Make Waves, and we received a donation um, for 53,000 masks for our entire network to uh, distribute to direct support professionals and residents in group homes. So we did that very early on in the pandemic so that we were getting PPE equipment to really the hardest hit areas when it um, DSP workers weren't being considered essential workers at that time. So that was one of the things we kept hearing over and over. And we were trying to figure out how to um, support that part of our community. Um, and then, again, we, we really wanted to create a sense of community during this time. So we have, like many organizations, turned to the virtual World to unite everybody, and we launched our coronavirus information series, and um, that is a biweekly series that interviews self advocates and autism um, experts or people in the uh, service industry to really share various topics and and are just meant to give advice and relatable experience during this time. So. Um, we've had about 27 episodes and almost 170,000 views, which is insane just to see the growth there and know that we've created something when feeling isolated and alone is such a um, such an unfortunate byproduct of what's happening right now.
2: So, where can we find these, Kristen? Let's start with the the guide. Um, where can people go to find that?
0: Yeah, so you can find our toolkit and also social stories, which we've developed for um, using plain language and visual cues to help explain a lot of the scenarios happening. You can access that at covid19.autism-society.org. If you can't remember that whole whole thing, you can also just go straight to our website, autism-society.org. And then our... Coronavirus information series is streamed live on our Facebook channel, so you can head over to facebook.com/slash Autism Society.
2: Okay, and then for the, you know, for the what what did you call them again? You're doing basically podcasts, right? Uh, but what They're are you video, Yeah, like live stream
0: video interviews. Okay.
2: So where can we find
0: those? On Facebook, and okay. and we make announcements across our social media channels. Um, to let people know when those are going out and who's going to be joining. Um, and again, that's on a biweekly basis. So you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and get all that information. As it's and going. your
2: Autism Society of America on Facebook?
0: Just Autism Society. Yeah, Facebook.com slash Autism to to society.
2: society. Okay, wonderful. Uh, those are great, great resources. Um, and if people have questions about, you know, any kind of resource, best place to do is go to your website.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I said, we have social stories and things listed by topic, but if people aren't finding what they're looking for, we also have our national helpline with um, specialists available to speak to people with specific questions.
2: Okay. Now it's uh, a very interesting time of year. This time of year, it's we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, and a lot of people look at the month of November as a time of gratitude and and thanks. And there we there's I don't know who invented it, but there's practically a new holiday, and it's called uh, what is it? It's called Giving, giving Tuesday, right? Giving Tuesday, that's right. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about that and what you guys <laughs> are doing. Um, at Autism Society of America, and I know it's it's a it's a great thing, but it's a space that now is filled. Everybody wants uh, everybody's dollars. Then, but give us the. The pitch about why people should be giving to autism society of america this giving
0: tuesday yeah absolutely so as you know um covid really hit at the beginning of march right leading up to national autism awareness month so in the span of a week we had over 350 events and programs canceled and that's for many of our affiliates our largest fundraising month of the year So uh, it's been a challenge from that standpoint to navigate through all of the ongoing um, societal issues and the pandemic that's happening. And Giving Tuesday really gives us an opportunity to try to um, shine a light back on these really amazing causes that need our support right now. Um, This Giving Tuesday, the Autism Society has launched our second annual Spectrum of Opportunity campaign Last year was the first time we launched that and it's really meant to, um, encourage people to help us create a spectrum of opportunity for the autism community to lead quality lives, quality supported lives during this ongoing pandemic. So any gifts that we receive, all of these funds are going to be used to help support the efforts that I just mentioned. Some of those examples and resource development. Um, information and referral supports, advocacy efforts, which have our team has been working tirelessly to, to make sure the autism community is included in relief bills and really to just better support um, anyone affected by autism during this time.
2: Yeah, great. And so we've got the website up on the screen there, spectrumofopportunity.org. Um, And I think that that's uh, a wonderful place for people to give their dollars. There is no amount that they can give that's too small. Am I correct?
0: Absolutely. Big or small, it all matters.
2: Okay. And what? tell us about, you know, when is Giving Tuesday for anybody
0: who doesn't know, who hasn't heard? Giving Tuesday this year is December 1st. But we always encourage people, don't wait until December 1st. You can get involved now. You can host your own fundraiser on Facebook or a peer-to-peer option. You can opt out of Black Friday, opt into to um, Giving Tuesday. Um, and like you said, any amount makes a difference.
2: Now, the last thing that uh, we ha- need to make sure that we talk about, I, I didn't even know this. Uh, you wrote to me about this, and I was like, huh, what, where? That there's a the caregiver uh, support month. I- Nancy, did you know that there was a month set aside for I caregiver awareness
1: and support? I
0: did not, but it's a, it's a wonderful idea.
2: Kristen, did you invent this?
0: No, I wish I could take credit for that, but it's National Caregivers Month is a, is a huge focus for us at National and also our,
2: oh. Is this, is it November or is it December?
0: It's November.
2: So we're in the middle of it and we didn't even know, Nancy. Yeah. This is shocking. I think sometimes caregivers are too busy to know. But uh, what a wonderful thing that there's a month of awareness for that. And how are you celebrating that at Autism Society of America? I mean,
0: it's just a great opportunity for us to recognize and celebrate all the caregivers that wear so many different hats day in, day out. Um, And it's a reminder for our caregivers that self-care isn't selfish. And that they need to take the time to take care of themselves with some respite and take the time to relax if possible. So while we appreciate our caregivers every single day, it's just an actual dedicated month to say thank you and show our appreciation.
1: Great. Go ahead, Nancy. What is some of the feedback you've gotten
0: from caregivers during this time of the pandemic? I mean, I'm sure you're hearing the same things I am. It's It's been incredibly difficult. The added challenges that the autism community is facing is, um, is, is really hard. There's no other way to put it. Um, a lot of caregivers have said that finding uh, respite and service support when people can't enter the home or there's program interruptions, um, and then you add on top of that, if a caregiver is working from home and doing at-home learning, I mean, there's just so many layers that have to be considered throughout the day. And taking the time to acknowledge that, yes, that is really hard and we appreciate you, I hope is at least an acknowledgement that they are doing an amazing job and doing the best they can. Yeah, we want to support them in every way we can.
2: I keep hearing from folks that it's, you know, it used to be that it was built into everybody's day that there was uh, just a built-in break. A, a, like even if it was 15 minutes where a caregiver got that much time to themselves and that now with COVID, and I think everyone can relate to this, right? That it seems like there is no time when a caregiver gets to be alone. Right. I saw, I, I saw a caregiver on Facebook the other day wrote in and said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm so popular. I'm in constant demand. I need to be everywhere, and I I don't have two minutes to myself. And I, I and everybody was writing in going, oh my gosh, this is so much the truth. I of course had to make a funny comment and said, you know, put on a Hallmark Christmas movie because everybody scatters when you put one on. <laughs> and I that's my way of getting a time to myself. I put on a Hallmark Christmas movie, everybody leaves. But it's rough as I'm talking to some of these um, parents and caregivers. Finding even 10 minutes, even, you know, it used to be that we would say to people, if nothing else, when you go to take your child to one of their services and you put them in the car, and once you've gotten everybody safely strapped into whatever seatbelt or car seat or whatever they're in, take three seconds when you get behind the wheel and take three breaths.
1: But a yeah, lot of times yeah, people I mean, aren't
2: even going parents. to it.
1: As, as evidence of that, we've got some parents actually writing in right now saying, break, what is that word? Yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. Um, and saying being a sole caregiver is hard with minimal support through the state. Yeah. I think um I think it's uh and, and so somebody said yes, it's it's not the little, it's our pets. I don't I have seen that too. We now have two dogs, and I was saying yesterday just everybody stopped. Anytime I would go from one room to the next, I, it's like I'm the Pied Piper. The dog go <laughs> with me and I'm like, guys. You don't have to go with me every time I go. Can I just walk from one room to the next without you coming with me? Yeah. So it's everything. It is not even just our kids. It's absolutely everything coming at us. Um, but um, this, this is hard. And so I think having a month where we at least have awareness of it is great. Um, but we're also asking parents to write in if you've got ideas so that somebody can take a break, uh, if you've got something that's particularly wonderful. I have to, oh, I love there. somebody asked for Carson Swayze's address again, and thank you, Kirsten, um, one of our viewers wrote it in. It's on Facebook right now, you guys, so take a look there. What did you wanna say, Kristen? Yeah, I would also
0: add that, um, you know, our affiliate network has done an incredible job of doing that transition into virtual programming. So we, you know, last year, for example, we had thirty-eight thousand people around there attend our support groups, um, and that's caregivers, parents, um, uh, people with autism, adults with autism, every kind of group there is. But I would definitely encourage people to also find out if the the Autism Society affiliate in their area offers an online support group. Um, I know Central Virginia, for example, Autism Society of Central Virginia, in the first right. so, month of the pandemic, quickly got everything over online and had right. 1100 hundred people participate, participate in their online programming in that first month in April. So um, it's very much needed. And I know that we're working hard to make that safe space, that community feel, even when we can't do it in person together. So. Um, If anyone does want to find support from that aspect as an opportunity to relate, vent, connect, whatever that need is, um, definitely head over to our website and we can get that information available to to whatever you need.
2: Wonderful. And since I've got the two of you here, I'm going to, I'm going to be terrible and take advantage of it and, and ask you both, because there are a lot of people that wrote in earlier and said, you know, that they have um, siblings that are quote unquote neurotypical is a hard thing for a parent. And I wondered if both of you could just share even one thing that made a difference for you when you were growing up with a sibling that was facing other challenges, what helped you that your, your parents may have done or that someone else did what was good for you?
1: Um,
0: Christian, do you have something to respond to that? So I think it's not specific. It's more generalized, but, um, I just grew up in such an open home. That inclusion was just built into my mindset from an early age. So you know, I grew up. I grew up in the early '90s, and autism wasn't really used a lot in in everyday language. So I grew up thinking my brother had special needs, and that was kind of the terminology I used. But it was never um, it was never discussed as a negative, and we just addressed every challenge or issue as a family. So I grew up in a very kind of close knit, inclusive family unit and I'm incredibly fortunate Um, so I do always just say there's no right or wrong experience as a sibling you know my experience could be very different from the next person and that's okay but I valued that my parents really um, really made kind of normalized everything and and had that inclusivity in everything that we did. So my brother was always included with my friends and activities and things like that.
1: I had a very similar, very similar experience growing up. Uh, David was incorporated into every aspect of our lives. And um, I didn't really know of Down syndrome as a disability until later. I mean, I, it was um, just accepted that he was part of the family and part of the community and did the activities that we all did.
2: Yeah. What a wonderful, I mean, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine, um, I'm sure that there were difficult times for the family. There were difficult times for your brothers and there were difficult times for you guys, but, um, what a wonderful way of growing up and, and having that already instilled in you that everyone gets a seat at the table. Um, cause that's, I know what you guys are all, you, what you're trying to do in your work and your lives is further that so that everybody, um, does that and says everyone deserves a seat at the table. Well, I just, uh, it's such a thrill always to have you here with us, Kristen, and we're, we're big fans of the work that you're doing over at autism society. It's been such a bummer this year. There've been so many things that we look forward to on a yearly basis that have not happened. Um, I, I, you know, I was just remembering the other day, I think the last time that I saw you was at the Ot Fest a year ago in September. And um, it was just such a lovely, lovely event. And I, and I had that moment. I was like, Oh, we're, you know, we're not getting to do this this year next, uh, but hopefully next year we'll have the opportunity to do that again. There've been so many wonderful things now um, I feel like Fest, uh has put a, shined a flashlight in a place where there's so much growth. There are more and more films and television that are featuring individuals on the autism spectrum. And in the last few years, they've been doing it more and more with actors on the autism spectrum. So I can't wait. I hope you do get to do it next year. And I can't wait to see what some of the... Um, some of the things will be that you featured. But I love, if people have not watched last year, one of the things that debuted at your OtFest Fest was um, Everything's Gonna Be Okay. That's on the Freeform Network. And it's one of my favorite things. Nancy, have you seen that show? I have
1: not seen it. I have not oh, seen it. Oh,
2: I, I almost like envy you because now you can binge watch the whole first season all at once. And you, let me just tell you, you need to like get a seatbelt. And I, you know, I, every single episode at some point I find myself going, Oh my goodness, they're not going to go
1: there. Are it, they? It's called they, everything's going to be okay. Oh, and it's so good. Nancy. And I, what, I, what again, can I find it on?
2: So it's on something called Freeform, and you probably okay. have it on your cable provider. So you'll want to check, but you can also watch it. I believe it's on Hulu. Um, and you can watch it on Hulu, but it, it is, um, it, it is shocking and fabulous and remarkable. And it will, sometimes it will singe off your hair, but I will tell you, I'm a better parent for having watched that show.
1: Wow. That's quite a recommendation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it, but like fasten your seatbelt because he takes you on a ride, uh, whoo and i was so excited to be there and watch you know i had seen it a couple of days before cuz you guys shared it with me and i couldn't wait to see how the autism audience was going to respond to it and they loved it did they, they not it. kristen they so loved it it was it was absolutely amazing i think it's one of the more fun things i've ever been at live was to watch that audience watch that first episode cuz it is uh, ooh get ready uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything as shocking as it is on television. Am I just like very pedestrian, Kristen?
0: Or- no, I think they do an amazing job of of tackling a variety of different topics. And um, in the autism realm specifically, you know, they have a neurodiverse cast. They really did their research and they want it to be authentic. And I think they approach that in all of their storylines. So... I, I agree with you, and they've been a fantastic advocate, I think, and, and same with Kayla Cromer, their lead who um, plays a young woman with autism in high school. so and she's a neurodiverse actress. so it's uh, it's been fun to follow. That's but, great. Mandy,
2: everybody on the show who plays someone on the autism spectrum is portrayed by an actor on the autism spectrum and um, and some of the the, the staff, behind the camera have been people on the autism spectrum as well, not just in a consultancy role, but in other roles as well. They've really done it right. I think that they've changed the trajectory of how Hollywood is going to portray and hire individuals on the autism spectrum. We're, we're pretty excited about it. And I think that Josh Thomas is a genius. He's the
1: creator, Shannon.
2: He's the creator and the star and he's a comedian from Australia that I was not aware of before, but he is, I've never seen anything like him on the face of the planet. And, and I just, I'm like his biggest fan now. Um, and, and we've had several of the cast on the show to talk about what the experience is behind scenes, because Nancy, there's some stuff on the show. I mean, they go there. I can't, I can't even, and every time, you know, you watch an episode and you go, what, no, maybe they'll get to that in an arc three episodes. No, they get to it right there. It's crazy fast the way that, but I mean, they deal with sex, um, on the autism spectrum and they deal with a lot of different things and it's just so honest and fresh. It's crazy. Good. Crazy, crazy, crazy good. I highly recommend it. But if you're someone who, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just old. Maybe it's not all that shocking. I don't think so though. I think it's pretty shocking. I think it's What's it's groundbreaking. That's the word I want to say. Okay. So is it
1: adult fair? It's not for kids
2: then. Yeah, I would say it's not for kids. I think if you have a teenager on the autism spectrum, you need to be watching it. And then you, once you watch it, then see if they're ready for it. But Uh it deals, it deals with stuff. Stuff happens
1: Uh and,
2: and it's, and it's never, you never know which direction it's going to come from. And just when you think you have it figured out, he takes you to another place. I said I'm a better parent for having watched it and I believe that. So that's and that's about as high praise as I can give. Great. And so thank you to Autism Society uh, of America for showcasing so many wonderful films and TV shows. Again, we we miss um Autfest and look forward to it coming back next year. Hopefully when we're out of all this madness. before we let you go, uh, Kristen, is there anything else you want to share from Autism Society of America?
0: We covered so much today. I I just hope that if anyone's in need of support specifically for COVID-19 or other issues, um, please head to our website, autism-society.org. And if you're interested in in participating in our Giving Tuesday efforts, you can visit spectrumofopportunity.org to learn more. Yeah, we want to
1: encourage everybody to give because these remarkable, uh, campaigns couldn't happen without the support of the public. Right. Kristen.
2: Absolutely. Kristen, thank you so much. And thank everybody over at autism society for us. Thank you so much.
0: It was great seeing you both. Have a good rest of the day. Bye. Bye. Thank you. you. Take
2: care. Bye. Bye. Uh, well, and I, I, we didn't expect to be talking about everything's going to be okay, but, um, Nancy, this brings up for me, um, there are a lot of things that are on television right now. Somebody is asking if we've seen Mimi and Donna on Amazon. I don't even know what that is. Do you I know what that is I
0: don't
1: um, either, not heard about that. I am imagining it's got a character characters on the autism spectrum, right? Kristen. I don't know, let
2: us, let us know
1: and-, and um, It's on Amazon, she said. So
2: yeah, we'll have to check that out on Amazon. But, you know, I, I, I'm I not getting out a lot in this um, pandemic, so we've watched a lot of television. Not mm-hmm. not a little, but a lot. Have you been watching anything?
1: Uh, I've been watching a lot of different things. Um, I just finished The Queen's Gambit, which is great.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, we love that, too.
1: Highly recommend that. But I have not seen Love on the Spectrum, which everybody is talking about.
2: It is amazing, and uh, I know Dr. Pichet just recently watched it, and, like, you can't you can't get her to talk about anything else. She's so in love with it. And so they said that uh, Mimi and Donna is a doc. We'll have to watch that uh, on Amazon. That'll be uh, up next. Um, and so Queen's Gambit, great example. Tell me, when you watched that, did you think that any of the characters were on the autism spectrum?
1: Uh, yes, I thought some of the, her fellow chess players, one in particular, was probably on the spectrum.
2: See, I thought for a hot minute that she was going to be on the spectrum. Interesting. There were some signs and symptoms uh, that I thought uh, this young lady has uh, more of the Asperger end of things, uh, but then ultimately I was like, "No, I don't think so." So a very interesting thing, and right. of course, Kirsten. it's not based in reality. Right. So here's
1: uh, back about um, the the documentary that she recommended. What was the name of it again? Uh,
2: I think it's called Mimi and Donna. Let me look and see. She said
1: it's about an elderly mother, almost 90 to a hundred years old, taking care of her daughter who is on the spectrum and having to put her in a parentheses home. Sounds like a really intriguing topic.
2: We'll have to take a look at that. Uh, Okay. So,
1: and I'm wondering, is there any, like, you know, I have you, did you get a
2: chance to see lock and key yet? The first season of lock and key?
1: I have not seen lock and key with Kobe. Yes. yes. And I, I
2: highly, I know that they uh, have already started filming season two in Canada, but um, so I don't know when that'll be sometime next year that we'll get to see that. But I really recommend for those of you who have teenagers um, it's a, I think it's a, a fun show. It's got some elements of it that are a little bit uh, scary, but it's intended to be for teenagers. And it features Kobe Bird um, that we we love our our Kobe Kobe Bird and someone is saying lock and key my my neurotypical son loved it yeah it's uh, we we really ha- enjoyed that I think Wyatt would love that Nancy I think okay I'll have to catch that yeah and, and uh, yes
1: the good doctor is back is it not.
2: Good doctor is back. I haven't seen the new season, but the good doctor is back. And I believe that they're going to be tackling um, COVID because they're in a hospital. Uh I, I had the opportunity to watch the new Grey's Anatomy for the first time last night. And I said to my husband, oh, it's just so difficult to watch. I think they're trying to portray what it's like for the health workers with COVID. And it, it was a lot. I had a really hard time getting through it. I got to be honest. Yeah. And and I like to watch Grey's Anatomy as an escape. And I thought, Ooh, I, th- there are parts of this that I had not um, anticipated and mm-hmm. were hard to watch. I can't imagine what it's like for the healthcare workers. And I'd love to hear from a healthcare worker if it's pretty accurate as to what they're going through with COVID. Uh-huh. So it was a pretty bleak picture. I got to say, I got to say, but when you watch television, what do you watch Nancy,
1: Um, you know, I'm a big Netflix fan. I watch almost everything there, there is on Netflix. I love Schitt's Creek. I think it's hilarious. I've watched all the seasons of that. I'm only,
2: I just started season two of Schitt's Creek, but I've seen, we, we were dying to get it when it was first on, but we didn't get the network that it was on. And then Mm -hmm. we started getting the network, I think in the middle of season two, so I started watching, I watched probably the end of season two into season three, but I'd never seen season one. So now I've, I've got this mishmash of things, um, that, uh, that uh, Schitt's Creek, but, and I've seen, I think I've seen the last one too, I, because it was on and, and so I, everybody was talking about it and I watched it. Did you, but I'll tell you, um, Dina Kimmel had said to me years ago to watch Ozark and I, I love Ozark. I I I watched the first episode and I just couldn't get into it. And Dina threatened me. Like she was like, I will come over and kick you in the keister. You've got to watch that show. And eventually in COVID, we watched it and that was pretty amazing, but a little bit dark. Did you not? Yeah,
1: It's a very very dark show, especially the first episode. I was turned off too, but people said, stay with it, stick with it, which I did. And the acting is just superb.
2: Yeah. And then I think we talked earlier that, uh, in the year that you watched Mrs. America, didn't you?
1: Yes. Uh Uh-huh.
2: And I thoroughly enjoyed that.
1: I enjoyed that as well.
2: I thought that that was, uh, an amazing thing with so many wonderful actresses. I find myself, it's so funny. Um, we're hearing a lot of things in the news right now about how, and of course, if you watched last year's Oscars, people are talking about inclusion And it's interesting to me about like, who thinks what is inclusion that um, we just saw the other day that um, CBS has said that in all of their reality shows that they are going to have 50% of the people be from categories that are considered, um, you know, uh, black, um, Asian, native American, Um, that 50% of the characters basically will be non-Caucasian. It's Mm -hmm. this amazing thing that CBS has come forward and said that they will do that. But of course I was like, well, you know, are they going to include people who are neurodiverse? Are Mm -hmm. they going to include people who are differently abled physically? Like, you know, they didn't say that, but I was like, you know, where, I wish that everything on television mirrored society. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that many people in the, the community of differently abled have said that that's roughly 20% of the population mm-hmm. include all of the different ways that someone can be differently abled, that that's 20% of the population. And when we see that characters at, um, in films and movies are not yet at 20% right. um, and certainly actors um, who are neurodiverse and have different abilities are not getting 20% of the work that's out there. That's not happening. Um, so it's just very interesting, but I'm always looking at things too and going, where are the women in this film? Like, like I can't bear to watch another Martin Scorsese film. (laughs) Um, I just can't. I mean, I watched the, the Irishman and I, I said after, you know, it's like three and a half hours long. And at the end of it, I was like, so what your point is that women didn't have a right to speak in the 60s. Uh-huh. Like like there's like the all of the women who play the biggest roles in the film, I think you could add all of their lines together and they probably have less than a hundred words. I think that's <laughs> true, Shannon. It yeah. made me want to throw up on them. So uh-huh. I, guess, I guess it's interesting. It depends on which point of view you're at what inclusion is. Um, but at least we're having the conversation. At least we're starting to have the conversation. And
1: we're starting to see more and more actors that are neurodiverse, uh, be represented on the screen. So that's
2: even, even in, you know, you know, I, this is the time of year where I watch Hallmark Christmas movies,
1: right? (laughs)
2: I, I, I unplug from everything. Uh, at some point I, I, I want to, um, uh, have like a separate blog that's just about Hallmark Christmas movies because I'm a little bit obsessed, but I am really loving that each year Hallmark does a better job of getting to inclusion, that a few years ago they started making sure that there were gay characters in Hallmark Christmas movies. And, and I was like, look at Hallmark, look at how, look, I'm proud of you. Like, I think that's really good. And now, um, you know, they, last year, it was sort of like their thing that they made sure that they uh, had both Christmas and Hanukkah. And I was like, go Hallmark. Mm-hmm. And this year they are doing a much better job of making sure that the, the casts are much more diverse in every single way. I'm seeing characters in wheelchairs. I'm seeing characters who are verbally differently abled. I am seeing characters who are of different ethnic backgrounds. I'm seeing every shade of skin in Hallmark movies. I'm I'm happy that Hallmark is moving in that direction um, because wouldn't want to be great when someday it just looks like our life. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'll be very excited for that. All right. Well, we have. I have gone on and on and on, verbally vomited <laughs> on all of you. Uh, but we have one more show next week before okay. we get to the Thanksgiving holiday. So uh, a couple of things I want people to know. Next week, we have Vince Redmond on the show. And so we'll probably talk about some of the holiday stressors with him. He's going to he be loves-
1: on our show? He's going to yep. be on our show? Okay,
2: next, great. Next Friday.
1: Vince is and always at- great to talk. And this is going to be a holiday like no other. So I yeah. think we we'll all... Need to, you know, get some advice from him on how we can handle the stress of a COVID Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas because it's going to be different sets of rules. It
2: is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that as long as we get with the program, I think it's going to be less stressful.
1: Okay, because, because- it's smaller for people, it's not as many.
2: Well, yeah. I people are putting out all these things about how to do a smaller Thanksgiving dinner, because, you know, usually when we gather with friends and family, you know, like, you know, for instance, you make the turkey and you make the mashed potatoes and somebody else brings the green bean dish and the pumpkin pie and somebody else brings. And so each person is making two or three things, but you put it all together and you've got 20 dishes and it's, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy meal. But now if it's just going to be you at your house there there are all these plans online for how to make it easier, how to streamline so that you don't have to make all the dishes and maybe the next day you have the green bean dish, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And and I just think a lot of what happens around the holidays, and we talk about this every year, Nancy, is that we have expectations Mm -hmm. that we're going to get together with family and it's going to be this mythical holiday that we may or may not have had. It might be something in our dreams or, or a holiday that we had at some point And that it's going to be like that. And how often
1: is it? It's not usually. And then we have, um, we feel defeated and let down. So perhaps you're right. With smaller expectations, it'll be more manageable and we won't be... our hopes and dreams won't be as deflated as they have in the past. And
2: you want, you know, you want to spend that time with friends and family, but then, you know, a lot of times friends and family will do or say something that makes it harder for you as the parent of an individual on the autism spectrum. Let's Mm -hmm. just be honest.
1: I know for me, the special diet, I know for me, the special diet is always an issue.
2: Right. And somebody's got to say something, somebody's got to chime in. And maybe if we don't have to do all that, we, I plan on having, you know, iPads at the dinner table so that we can be eating with friends and family and having conversation and having that communion. Um, but maybe we just, maybe it'll just be easier. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, you know, um, we will miss each other. But I'm finding for me that um, it's not, even a close second, but it helps to do regular Zoom meetings. Like I get to see you every week, Nancy.
1: Right, it's and, great. Yeah, and you're actually having iPads at the dinner table on Thanksgiving.
2: Yep, yep, and we're gonna connect with different family members and you know we don't have to have the whole meal with them but you know normally i i don't get to be with my family on thanksgiving so i have to call them anyway Uh so we're gonna facetime and do whatever and have ipads at the table and and say hi to everybody and you know um then you don't have to have arguments about you know who didn't bring the rolls.
1: that's a great idea shannon
2: uh but we'll have the togetherness as best we can All right. I'm losing my earbuds and we're past time. Nancy, I adore you. I adore
1: you too, Shannon. I can't wait for next week to talk about the holiday.
2: Yeah. We're going to be back on Monday with Bonnie Yates. If you have questions for her special education attorney, send them in to me now. All right. Uh, But thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Nancy. Back on Monday. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me.
1: And yourselves a hug from me. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.